0: I've been a busy person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice to hear, too, that, you know, uh,
1: I think a lot of people's kind of jaded view of government is that nothing's really moving, nothing's really happening, it's just a bunch of positioning, and, you know, it's nice to hear that things are actually moving. They are.
0: I'm Deborah Silcox, and I'm very honored and proud to serve as our state representative for District 52 in the General Assembly. You know, I've been in Sandy Springs all my life, and um, my parents chose this community because um, my parents actually went around and looked at different neighborhoods years ago in the 1960s, (laughs) and they said, we really love these new, brand new neighborhoods, the community spirit here, and so I really feel like that. Growing up here was really like a small town and um, the people that started here were all mostly entrepreneurs including my dad, a lot of professional people, doctors, um, dentists, professionals that work particularly at the brand new Northside Hospital at the time settled here. And So um, I ended up going to Underwood Hills Elementary School before it was the Epstein School. Then I went to Riverwood High School, and then um, I went to University of Georgia undergraduate and to Emory Law School. You know, my professional life um, has been influenced a little bit always um, by government Mm -hmm. um, because my mom's best friend was Dorothy Felton. And she was the very first state representative from District 52 because before that, this was mostly farmland and we just kind of had at-large representatives. Um, So this was the first person, Dorothy was the first person. She was also the first person to push for a city of Sandy Springs. Mm. And she was down there for 25 years or so pushing for City of Sandy Springs and, of course, with the efforts of her and Eva Galambos, and really when when the Republicans first got a majority um, in the state legislature Hmm. for the first time since Reconstruction, that's when the city was actually voted in. As a senior at Riverwood High School, I had cancer. Hmm. And I had a really rare type of cancer, rhabdomyosarcoma. Hmm. But it changed my life forever. And, um, you know, I was a normal senior in high school until that point. But I just realized that, you know, we're all here for a reason and we're not here for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to make a difference. And I knew then that I wanted to apply to law school and I hopefully wanted to work in some type of capacity in government. Um, So when I was at at Georgia, I actually became a spokesperson for the American Cancer Society. Mm. And um, I went all over the state. Um, that year and talked to a lot of kids, counseled people in hospitals, and at the same time I was also selected as a junior miss so I got to sing and speak to people that year as well which was really special. And um, I ended up my senior year at Georgia I applied for an internship and I went to work for Sam Nunn in (laughs) Washington for an internship And then I also served in the legislature my my senior year um, for an entire legislative session. And I was assigned to a gentleman named Joe T. Wood, who was from Gainesville. He was head of the insurance committee. And ironically, his administrative assistant at that time was Diane Harden. And when I was elected in 2016, I came to my first meeting with the state legislature and the first person I saw was Diane Hardin because mm. she had been working there all that time and she was the new administrative assistant for the Speaker of the House, David Ralston. Mm. So um, I really, in some respects, I feel like I've come home again yeah. um, because so many colleagues that I had at the University of Georgia are people down there now in in significant leadership positions. Um, I practiced law uh, for 10 years and practiced commercial real estate law, closed on a lot of the the developments around Sandy Springs and really feel like that as I have grown up, Sandy Springs has grown up and become of course a much more successful city Mm -hmm. and really a destination. Um, One of the bills that I passed um, last session is going to create a Holocaust Memorial in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, having um, 18% of the population in Sandy Springs is Jewish. So there are a lot of people that have a lot of ties to that community, of course. And I'm really excited because we have the Anne Frank exhibit here in Sandy Springs but I'm very excited because I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to have this memorial here in Sunny Springs have the houses for the Holocaust commission that the speaker has appointed me to to be a member of and um, and to also have it be a place where students and a lot of kids, hopefully from all over the state, can come here and learn about the Holocaust. Very so cool. um, my best friend growing up in Sandy Springs was Nancy Castle, and she's now a cantor um, in the synagogue in Roswell. Okay. And so um, it was very much a part of my, my growing up here. I actually used to go to youth group with her, yeah. um, BBYO, at the temple. <laughs> in my lifetime, of course, um, there have been a lot of parks established. And I would say that's the number one thing that um, my family and I really enjoy. Um, I'm married to Hal Silcox, and he is um, an orthopedic surgeon at Northside Hospital. He specializes in spine surgery, so we always say, we hope you never have to meet my husband professionally. (laughs) And I have two children, um, Elizabeth, who um, graduated with her master's in accounting from the University of Georgia, and she works in Sandy Springs mostly. She's with Deloitte, but she's assigned to the Cox Enterprises account, so she's here. And um, my son Hal, the fourth, is um, at the University of Texas and a senior there, and he's majoring in chemical engineering. But he is going, he's planning to apply to medical school and hopes to come back here and be at Northside with his dad's group. So, yeah, so, um, but we are very much both my husband and my son are both Eagle Scouts. (laughs) And so we are into the outdoors, mm-hmm. and I actually helped to start. I was on the first board for the Chastain Park Conservancy, mm-hmm. so I've been very involved with them. And I'm very excited that um, the Sandy Springs Conservancy is now working with the Path Foundation, and I'm very hopeful that we can connect the Blue Heron. I don't know if you're familiar with the trails that they've planned, um, but connect Chastain through the Blue Heron to Sandy Springs proper here so that people can use those trails because I really think that the more green space that we can preserve in spite of our growth, the healthier healthier our community is going to be. Um, I know my kids have always really appreciated the things they learn, my son and scouting, and just being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, so she's a, she was a state champion um, cross country runner, okay. and she loves getting out and running on the trails, yeah. especially at the Chattahoochee Nature Trail. Absolutely. And so, um, so I would say that's our number one
1: thing. Talk a little bit about you know what you kind of see as the future of Sandy Springs, not just for you as an individual, but you as a representative of ours, and you know what you're excited about, I guess.
0: You know, I was really involved with the meetings and us redoing our zoning code, and I was really proud of the work that the city did to preserve the neighborhoods and keep all of our existing neighborhoods because I think that is the key to keeping the green is to keep as many single family residential neighborhoods as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, I think, you know, I'm hopeful that we can plan our growth responsibly. Um, Very involved with uh, the idea of transit um, in fact, just today, I haven't received the email yet, but I was told by the Speaker Pro Tem last night that um, I'm going to be the new MARTOC chairman in the House of Representatives. Wow. So I'll be one of the newest chairmen. Very few people are named to be chairman after just one term in the state legislature, but um, I have, you know just been named this. I'm really excited and I really do think that transit is a big piece Absolutely. of keeping um, green space, keeping people healthy, keeping the traffic down and so I'm really excited about the chance to work with MARTA and the new ATL board to hopefully um, push transit. I think this North End, the discussion I was in the meetings this summer about the redeveloping the North End yeah. is really important. Um, I really um, I really empathize and commiserate with the the mayor on the need for affordable housing, particular for our first responders. We have the best police force and and fire um, firemen in, in in the whole state, in my opinion. They are they are awesome. Mm-hmm and we are very fortunate that we've been able to pay them more competitively than some of the other cities in the metro area and keep the very best people, and, uh, uh, but we've got to have places for them to live. And I think to have a vibrant, healthy community so that people, regardless of their job, can afford to live in Sandy Springs, we're going to have to work on that.
1: There's opportunity to speak out. (laughs) There
0: is, and I really applaud uh, Mayor Paul and the city city council on their really desire to have as much transparency and, and encourage input from every part of the community
1: there's a lot of people there's a lot of stakeholders that are involved in the development of the city it's not just city government you know
0: well and i'm very aware i actually received a war an award um, at the city council this summer um, from the georgia municipal association um, for my work on the fireworks bill Mm. um, which was really neat but Mm. it was it really that bill grew out of direct input from emails that I received from Sandy Springs citizens at the Capitol. And it's kind of a fun story because Wendell Willard, who was very much my senior um, before he retired this year um, and stepped down from office, he um, they Fireworks had been really controversial down at the state legislature prior to my arrival. And so I got down there and, and, you know, started getting these emails from folks in the community that, hey, you know, people are setting off the mother of all bombs at all different times of the day, and it's upsetting my uncle who's a veteran, it's upsetting my pets. You know, it was a real quality of life issue. And so um, so I said, gosh, there ought to be a law, right? And so Wendell Willard, in his wisdom, he goes, Debra, you, you go for it. You draft that bill. You go for it. You go get it. And so and knowing that, you know, that he knew the whole history, that it, it would be very difficult to accomplish. Right. And so I had to work on the bill for two years, but um, I managed to get it passed. Right. And it gives local control back to the city city councils and mayors to decide what is best for their community in terms of fireworks and I think that's really important and I think that um, my relationship with the mayor and the city council is is critical Mm -hmm. because um, we have a great communication and it's improving all the time and um, you know City Springs should be able to do what what they want to do I mean another example would be we had a we had a bill make basically developers develop apartments with all wood hmm. well the city council had actually um, passed a measure and ordinance that um, was really for fires it was really for fire safety right and they had demonstrations mm-hmm. with meetings to the public yep. um, showing that if a building is over is three stories or more tall that if it is just a wood that it's a, it's it's like it's like a box of matches mm-hmm. right i mean it's just really really easy to catch fire and burn to the ground so, so quickly. And so the, in, the city council, in their wisdom, had passed an ordinance saying that if it's three stories or more that you have to build with concrete above above that level instead of just wood, number one, for safety. But number two, for the durability of the building. I've been a busy person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice to hear, too, though, that, you know, uh, I think a lot of people's kind of jaded view of government is that nothing's really moving, nothing's really happening. It's just a bunch of positioning. And, you know, it's nice to hear that things are actually moving. They are. are I
0: actually passed more bills than any other freshman legislator in the entire General Assembly. I passed four bills Um, the Holocaust Memorial Bill. Um, the fireworks bill, a women's health care bill, and a sex trafficking bill. So I think those are all things that can appeal to you know, most everybody in Sandy Springs and um, things that you know, really matter to people's lives. Well, I so appreciate this opportunity Matt, I really do. And this year it's gonna be equally exciting and um, probably the biggest issue that I'm working on, the Speaker Pro Tem this fall put me in charge of a working committee on Fulton County Mental Health and um, the ink is not dry on the legislation yet, but I'm very hopeful um, that we are gonna pass this legislation, and um, basically the results of the, the committee are huge, because in the past, because Fulton County has always had Grady, Uh, Grady Memorial Hospital. We haven't had what's called a community service board or CSB, which other metropolitan Atlanta counties have. Fortunately, Fulton County, the city of Atlanta, um, and private investors have all kind of come together to kind of make this happen. But the goal is going to be um, to have mental health be really conducted in Fulton County by this new vendor called River Edge, which will act like a community service board. So we will set some standards. We will have outcome requirements. We will be able to see if we're getting value for those very scarce taxpayer dollars. We've also identified from the work of the committee one single screening tool that will be used on anybody that might be admitted to the mental health system in Fulton County. And um, that that way, not everyone will be taken to the jails because a lot of these people shouldn't be in the jails. Um, They just need to be, the research shows that overwhelmingly, um, in lieu of soup kitchens and shelters and all these well-meaning organizations that have tried for years to help the homeless, that the the way to really help these people the most beneficially is to house them. And so um, these would be 550 units that these people would be screened, they would be directed to these units. They would get the medications that they need for their mental illness. They would get the, the treatment that they need, and they ideally would be transitioned out within 90 days. But all these all these issues you know, go to so many other systemic issues that we have, including the opioid crisis including sex trafficking, including um, HIV use, which, unfortunately, Atlanta's number one, excuse me, number five in the country in terms of the infection rate. We had about 1,500 people um, all over the state last year get infected with HIV, most of those in Metro Atlanta. So this is a very serious problem, and I'm I'm very grateful, because in the past, all these different entities haven't come together. um, But I'm hopeful that we can get this legislation passed, yeah. and um, and work on this very huge issue. Because yeah. mental health, arguably, is one of the largest unaddressed issues, I think, um, in our community today. Yeah. Yeah, so, no. Very good. Um, well, thank you so Thank much. you so You're much, fun. Matt. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. This thank was you. great. Yeah.